and welcome to this month's CSF podcast, as always aiming to keep you up to date with the latest information and data in the world of rheumatology. And what a great world that one is. And today I'm going to review two papers that investigate different JAK inhibitors. First paper comes from Professor Roy Fleischmann and his colleagues, and it compares the incidence of serious adverse events in RA patients with a higher risk of cardiovascular events and the overall RA population in a post-hoc study. They've also compared the incidence and rate of adverse events for paracitinib, adalimumab, and methotrexate or methotrexate monotherapy. And then in our second paper, uh, Mohamed Khan and his colleagues uh, compared tofacitinib against methotrexate as first-line therapies in people with rheumatoid, with a focus, interestingly, on treatment remission, how times have changed that we're focusing on remission. It's marvellous. And as always, if you want to look at the detailed summary slides of the papers discussed today, head across to cytokinesignaling.com, a veritable treasure trove of incredibly useful information recommended to you. Okay, so... First paper, safety profile of upadacitinib in patients at risk of cardiovascular disease. Integrated post-op analysis of the select phase three rheumatoid arthritis clinical program. Now, the background, I think all of us are aware now that oral surveillance reported an increased risk of SAEs for tofacitinib relative to TNF inhibition in patients with RA aged more than or equal to 50 years enriched for cardiovascular risk. Uh, on the, the other hand, we've seen very strong evidence for efficacy and general safety of the JAK inhibitor upadacitinib, and this has been evaluated in a broad range of phase three trials, the, the SELECT clinical program, and that included SELECT COMPARE, long-term head-to-head studies of upadacitinib versus adalimumab, and SELECT EARLY, upadacitinib versus methotrexate. So this paper describes a post-hoc analysis of six phase three trials. It examines upadacitinib versus adalimumab and methotrexate monotherapy to see whether adverse events of special interest occur more frequently among patients with elevated risk of CV events and assess relative risk of those events. So patients received in select compare upadacitinib 15 milligrams once a day with or without conventional synthetic DMARs or adalimumab 40 milligrams every other week with concomitant methotrexate. And in select early, this was methotrexate monotherapy. Three populations were assessed for adverse events of interest. The overall population, patients with higher CV risk from the overall population, and patients with higher CV risk specifically from select compare. So three different starting points when you start to think about the numbers we'll, we'll think about just in a moment. Exposure adjusted incidence rates for treatment emergent adverse events were summarized based on exposure to upadacitinib or the relevant comparators. So what are the key results? Well, across the six studies, 4,102 patients were enrolled. Baseline demographics were broadly similar between the treatment groups, and baseline characteristics suggest that patients in methotrexate monotherapy were DMARD naive and had a shorter amount of time since diagnosis compared to other groups. Hypertension was a more frequent risk factor in the higher cardiovascular risk population. There were similarities between treatment groups in all demographics, but they were more frequent in higher risk cohorts for the following exposure adjusted risk factors. First, adjudicated MACE. Secondly, malignancies, excluding non-melanoma skin cancer. And thirdly, adjudicated venous thromboembolism. 
The exposure adjusted instance of serious infection was higher with upadacitinib 50 milligrams, but this did not achieve statistical significance. Exposure adjusted incidence of herpes zoster was significantly higher in all demographics. Expect the select compare higher risk CV population group for upadacitinib. Rates of NMSC in all populations were higher with upadacitinib 15 milligrams than with competitors. So what do we conclude? Well, an increased risk of MACE, malignancy, and venous thromboembolism was observed in higher risk populations with rheumatoid. Yet this risk was comparable between upadacitinib-treated and adalimumab-treated patients. Higher rates of non-melanoma skin cancer and herpes zoster were observed with upadacitinib versus comparators across all populations. And increased rates of serious infections were detected in upadacitinib-treated patients with a higher cardiovascular risk. Okay, so one further analysis. I think we need to see this in the context of a much wider emerging literature including real-world data, and this is a, an ongoing work in progress. But very helpful to see this description of these data sets. Second paper, tofacitinib versus methotrexate is the first-line disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drug in the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis, an open-label, randomized, controlled trial. So I think tofacitinib now needs no formal introduction. It's uh, an efficacious medicine in the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis. Um, both ACR and ULAR recommend its use in people with moderately to severely active RA and an inadequate response to our intolerance of methotrexate. Um, there are some qualifications around the timing of when JAK inhibitors might be introduced into the treatment paradigm and just you know, bear that in mind. When used as monotherapy, it was superior to methotrexate in reducing signs and symptoms of inflammation, inhibiting progression of structure joint damage and improving physical function. Um, there are no published data directly comparing tofacitinib 10 milligrams to methotrexate 12, 25 milligrams subcut as first-line DMARD. Uh, and this study compares the efficacy and safety of just that combination, or I should say um, comparison, in patients with RA with high disease activity who had not received methotrexate or tofacitinib or therapeutic doses of these drugs in the past. 100 patients were randomized one-to-one -to, -one to tofacitinib, 10 milligrams, uh, 49 patients, or methotrexate, 25 milligrams uh, per week, uh, 51 patients over 12 weeks. And the primary endpoint was achieved uh, low-dose disease activity in the DAS28 ESR and or CRP measures. So uh, the key outcomes, well, the majority of patients were, were female, mean age was 41.9 uh, years in the TOFA group and 44.6 years in the methotrexate group. Median disease duration was five years for the TOFA and three years in the methotrexate group, which is pretty high when you think about it. The percentage of patients who use to smoke was similar in both groups. Um, there were no significant differences between the groups in terms of tender joint count, pain, physician, patient's global assessment function, uh, DMARD naivety or previous DMARD use and seropositivity. The swollen joint count was higher in the tofacitinib group compared with methotrexate group and that achieved significance. There was no significant difference in ESR and CRP between the groups. Among the composite measures, baseline DAS28 ESR, DAS28 CRP, and SI were the same between the groups. Um, 14 tofacitinib and 11 methotrexate patients achieved LDA by DAS28 ESR, but this uh, was not significantly different. 
there was no significant difference in achieving LDA between treatment groups using other outcome measures, DAS28, uh, CDI, and S-time measures. And uh, composite measures and functional status decreased within groups, but not between the, the different groups in terms of any significance. Um, the total number of adverse events was 13 in the TOFA group and 21 in the methotrexate group. Five TOFA patients developed hypertension. Uh, methotrexate caused GI problems in 12 individuals, which were less frequently observed in the tofa group. Um, the two methotrexate and two tofa patients had increased liver enzymes and renal impairment, respectively. Tofacitinib had 5.4% infection compared with 5% methotrexate. So taken together, not a lot to, uh, to, to differentiate these two approaches, but I would note that uh, 10 milligrams of tofacitinib is probably not uh, a dose that we're likely to be using uh, anytime soon. And uh, I would also caution against the wider uh, safety uh, profiles that we're thinking very carefully about in terms of jack inhibition and also about the order and timing of targeted synthetic DMARD use, which is tending to be reserved for later uh, application according to, 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 for example, the recent ULR recommendations for the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis. So uh, again, more data to inform us, but I think important to see this in the wider context. Well, as ever, if you want to view the publications uploaded this month and access our other podcasts and resources, head across to cytokinesignaling.com. And as always, thanks for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or indeed anywhere that you get your podcast media from. And do please let us know what you think by leaving a review. Uh, the podcasts are really there to try and help us all to manage our patients as well as we possibly can. And I'd like to hear from you to know how we can do that as well as we possibly can. So uh, that's just great to have the chance to, to chat with you again. Looking forward to the next one. And meantime, wishing you well. Thank <laughs> you.